welcome to the Better Together as One podcast and TV show. My name is Margaret Wallace-Duffy, and I'm always excited to have alongside me for the ride my two amazing co-hosts, Claire Gavin and Mr. Todd Miller. How are you guys? Excellent. Excellent. You know, we love bringing different types of people to our table to have really insightful conversations. And today we're really excited to have a special guest with us. Actually, we've got a couple of guests today and we're going to be talking all about medical cannabis. I know many of you are probably wondering, what does that mean? Who can benefit? Well, we've got you covered. And what better person to do that than an accredited medical cannabis educator? Jennifer Silvestri is with us and we are really excited to learn from her. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having us on. You bet. We are really, you know, excited to have you because let's be honest, over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of discussion in the media about cannabis and in particular medical cannabis. We are really interested in diving in a little bit deeper. I want to first say that you come originally from the pharma world. So can you just explain to our listeners and viewers, how do you go from pharmaceuticals to medical cannabis? Tell us your story. Yes, well, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting, I guess, uh, the way it's all fallen into place. Uh, I was in pharmacy for 30 years, actually, and worked myself up into a corporate position. I went from retail, hospital setting into specialty uh, pharmacy, which was long-term care and retirement. Um, went to Jamaica one day, came back, and I was given like a golden handshake and says, well, your position is being eliminated. And I said, oh, thank you very much. That was 23 years of service with one company. But it was okay because I had already started uh, to study cannabis. I had that little bit of a an idea that I might come in into this later on in my life once I retired from pharmacy. So it happened a little bit sooner than I thought and um, went on my way and just continued my education. So I went from Durham College. I studied at McMaster University. I'm continuing my studies there in cannabis, uh, as well as the Natural Wellness Academy, which gave me my accreditation. And that one is interesting because it's from the, the US. Um, it's worldwide platform. It's online uh, accreditation, an amazing course. And I also do mentoring for them, for their students now, which is really kind oh, of yes. a fun thing. Um, that's how I did it and, and it just kind of snowballed into one to another and I interviewed for a part-time virtual position as an educator for Canenta and here I am. Well, I know in our discussions, Jennifer, and this is often the case and we talk about this here a lot on the show, our own personal experience often can lead us down paths. You've had a personal story with medical cannabis. Can you share with us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So uh, as I started to study and, and understand how cannabis and CBD oils worked, I did start to take them as well. And not really taking them for any particular reason other than maybe some inflammation for the body as we get older, you know, the arthritic pain started to set in. So I decided, okay, let me start to take it. And I continued faithfully. Okay. And I, I say that because it's very, very important that when you do start to to use a CBD oil, um, you, you need to take it just like a, a daily vitamin. 
And I realized slowly, like I, I was a very, um, I suffered migraines, horrible migraines. I, I had a tragic accident when I was 15 years old. I was hit in the head with a bowling ball, a long bowling ball. And from that point, concussions were very, very bad. Uh, a lot of times hospitalizing me. But going back to the treatment, I realized that after these two years have gone by, I can't even remember when I had my last migraine. Okay, and again, it was a faithful taking of the CBD oil. So there's a lot of things that the CBD will help, um, not just for pain, but what it is has done is it's like because it because it can open um, give you a, a blood better blood flow, you know, and, and these are things that we have to watch for as contraindications for mm -hmm, medication, mm -hmm. blood thinners and things like that, because it will tend to do that. But it's helped my migraines uh, to the point where I can't remember when the last one is. But not only that, I've always been a psoriasis sufferer. And uh, I went to Colorado to study the apothecary with CBDs and, and understanding how I could maybe create a psoriasis cream for my skin. Between this, the, this cream that I have now formulated successfully uh, and the CBD oils, taking them orally, my skin is amazing. It, it's unbelievable. And I can't tell you, I used to have injections in, in my skin so that as a young girl, I would wear shorts because my skin was covered in psoriasis. Oh. And now I, I might have little pieces here and there that will pop up. I put a little bit of cream on and it's gone. And I really uh, attribute the, the CBD oil orally and the creams to, to have made it all go away. Unbelievable. Amazing. And, you know, I think that's so important to share these real life stories. Now, we're going to have you back for a couple more segments and Dr. Amy's going to be joining us as well. Uh, we can't wait to dive into, so who can benefit from cannabis and how do you figure out what you need and all of the details that go with us. So stay tuned. We'll be right back here after the break here at Better Together as One. everyone and welcome back. Uh, we have Jennifer Silvestri with us today. Uh, so Jennifer, just talk to me a little bit about um, the, the, the need or not even really the need, but sort of, you know, who are you actually seeing more of nowadays with the, uh, with the medical uh, cannabis? You know, we're hearing more and more talks about it. And I, and I know just sort of speaking on a personal level, um, my, my daughter, Lily, who's 20, was, was really lucky to be able to have an experience with you and Dr. Amy just this week, actually, she had a consultation with you. She is a migraine sufferer. She's a second year university student and her migraines have kicked into high gear along with her anxiety as well. So uh, sort of share with us, we're gonna get Lily sort of situated and set, which is amazing. So, you know, obviously teenagers, but um, maybe speak just a little bit about Who's actually coming for the medical cannabis these days that you're seeing? So um, before we even get into anything further, I, I just want to make it clear. It, uh, in Canada, we still have to be careful with minors. And, yes. um, you know, it's the age of 19. We do not uh, treat any, anyone 
that's younger. So your daughter is 20, which is great. Um, we're able to help her. Um, the migraines, of course, it, you know, like in my case, it really does, when you have proper protocol and it's guided with a doctor and an educator like myself, we're able to help with the dosing and the titrations. Um, we have so many different kinds of people coming to us from ages, mm -hmm. even animals. Okay, so even fur babies. So it's really nice to be able to help all of them. And I find even the seniors, they, they call me with open arms. I think that stigma is starting to go away, you know, with more uh, education, more of these things that we can get out there to the general public, the more we bring in to help. And even just in, in the two years that I've been uh, doing this, I think we get about 95% success rate. And again, you have to remember it's not a cure and we are only trying to help. Um, there's so many more tests and studies that are still being continued and will continue for, for many, many years. I'll, I'll be retired way long before, before they, they know everything about cannabis, but um, all ages. I think the, the most difficult uh, age group that we have is the millennials. Yeah. Believe it or not, they're the ones that take um, a lot more of our time in consult consultations because they are bright and brilliant. They want to just um, like ask a million and one questions. They have Google, right? Where our seniors, <laughs> yes. seniors are, are, they rely on us more and um, the one-on-one -on -one consultation that we, that we do. I, I really do. Uh, I'm very proud of what I do because I hold my patient's hand until they get it, okay, until they understand it, and we get the right dosing for them, and then they're well on their way, and, and they're feeling better in most cases, which is really nice, so you don't hear from them until they need a prescription repeat or renewal from Dr. Amy. It's mm -hmm. great. No, I love that. And that was one thing. Um, we did have another appointment set for Lily. And one thing when we spoke, Jennifer, that I as a mom, for sure, uh, I liked the fact that you said that you were available even by text message. So if she's away at school and she is concerned that she can reach out to you and, and there's definitely peace of mind. So just one other really quick question that I had to just for clarity as well is, um, is, it, is it covered under OHIP? Is it covered under extended health care plans? You know, what does that look like once you've actually seen a doctor? Yes, that's a great question. So um, cannabis every day, uh, the insurance companies are changing and they're becoming more and more on board with covering because they're understanding that uh, these people are having huge success rates. So they no longer have to get medicated with prescription medications where, and sometimes we can actually even reduce to, to them down and wean them off of some medications, uh, then they're covering the cannabis. So we have our veterans, which are, um, I believe now are covered 100%. You know, we have a lot of companies that, that offer, you know, 1000 or $2,000 full coverage for, for a year, which is just wonderful. Um, but to get coverage, you have to have a written prescription from a doctor. Uh, and in this case, you come through Canenta Clinic, we do the consultations, we get you all set up on a medical platform, which is virtual visit, and then you visit the doctor. The doctor consults, understands what the treatment protocol should be, writes the prescription, comes back to me. And then from there, I help guide you to picking uh, the product line, uh, the right dosing and the titrating. 
with that comes a, uh, a form that you can submit to your prescription, uh, to your insurance company. And, and does it get sent to your house? Is that? Is, that's is, that's yeah. right. Everything okay. is mailed and sent to your house right. and in, in the package you have your product and you have your coverage for insurance. So, um, and every day that changes. Anybody that comes into me and asks me that question, I say, ask, call and ask first, you know, yeah. to make sure that you have the coverage and then I'll help you get the coverage. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, but one thing's interesting, people misunderstand the fact that they're getting a prescription. It doesn't come to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. That prescription, the licensed producer so that we can fill the prescription okay you never actually see the prescription as the, as the patient got it incredible i'm glad you've had great success with cbd jennifer i too have after struggling for a year with knee pain i got my diagnosis and then traditional medicine didn't really offer a lot of uh protocols to help me it was more topical instant pain relief but it wasn't anything ongoing and then when i finally gave in and tried CBD, it was like literally a miracle. It's been, you know, from literally not being able to stand or walk to, you know, almost able to run with my kids. It's truly miraculous. Can you speak to some of the other types of pain relief that people are seeking out CBD for? Oh, uh, for sure. So we, we have pain for all kinds of things, uh, pain treatments for all kinds of people. Uh, arthritic pain, osteoarthritis, we have back surgeries, people who have knee replacements, hip replacements. These are all um, creators of pain, as we know. And one of the biggest things that we find in success with the uh, cannabis treatment is inflammation. Once you reduce the inflammation in the body, that will reduce the pain right there. Okay, so we're not going to promise that it's going to eliminate the pain altogether. Um, and if you have chronic pain where it's extremely uh, bad at nighttime and you're, you're not getting your good night's sleep, we then can introduce a component with a THC compound, okay, uh, which you'll take only at bedtime and um, just very small. As they say, you start low, go slow because we don't want um, that high, right? Um, but CBD on its own, for, for many, many pain sufferers is, is just creating miracles out there. It's, it's, it's lovely to have all these people come back with positive, positive feedback. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And so just very briefly before we have to take another break, you did sort of mention it, you go slow, start low and go slow. So can you just, you know, there's a lot of misunderstanding out there. So the average person taking um, medical cannabis. They can go about their daily living, correct? And they're not going to necessarily be feeling um, not like themselves. Absolutely. So CBD does not have, they, it has a, a 0 0.3 uh, lesser component of THC. Okay. It, it cannot be um, classified as CBD without that. Okay. It's something that will help you focus through the daytime. Okay, it will help your mood, um, the stress, it, it, it really um, just makes your day so much better, okay, without the high, okay, because it's excellent. 
component is the one that gives you the high. So you can operate vehicles, you can go driving, you can do whatever it is that you would normally. In fact, sometimes if you're in school or whatever, you might do better. <laughs> awesome. Well, we've got so much more to talk about, and I know that Dr. Amy will be joining us after the break, an anesthesiologist who's also practicing medical cannabis. We're going to get her take after the break, so stay with us. Welcome back to Better Together as One. You know here at this show that we love to bring the evidence. And what better way to do that than to bring on a doctor who is not only an anesthesiologist, but also trained in medical cannabis. We are very honored and excited to have Dr. Amy Thiel with us. Welcome, Dr. Amy. Hi, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, we know how busy you are, and we're really honored to have you on the show. I'd love for you to explain to us, how do you go from being an anesthesiologist to medical cannabis, and, and how did you get there? Oh, well, that's a good question. It's a good story because uh, most anesthesiologists, as part of our training, we are trained in interventional pain management. And we do at least two months of that in our residency. And in my residency, uh, I, I always enjoyed managing pain, but I learned early on that some of the interventions that we've taught to do, such as sticking needles in people, freezing body parts, epidural steroids, even some more interventional things like uh, CT guided or ultrasound guided facet injections, all come with risk. Every time you stick a needle in someone, there's a risk of bleeding or infection. And I found that a lot of patients would only get not permanent relief. They might get, you know, a week or two, um, maybe a month or two. And if you were lucky, maybe six months to a year. But ultimately, they would come back for recurrent blocks, as we call them, nerve blocks. Then in the meantime, as part of the culture back then was we were expected to prescribe pretty heavy medications including opioids. So as people know, we are in an opioid crisis. Some of that has stemmed back from decades before with, with trying to manage chronic pain, especially in the non-cancer um, type situations. So in addition to just so many strong medications, so I actually decided not to do that kind of aspect of anesthesia. I kind of you know, went into the operating room and hid there for many years. But then by fluke, uh, probably about Three, four years ago, I started to hear and see patients either coming for surgeries who were disclosing they were taking medical cannabis. And I was, like a lot of physicians, very skeptical um, until I learned what medical cannabis was. And I found out that it wasn't, you know, there to get people high. It was actually, there was other alternatives. They weren't just out smoking joints, you know, and just kind of using it recreationally instead of, you know, saying they were self-medicating. They're using it recreationally. I just thought oh, it's just, you know, whatever. But anyway, I started to do a little research. And the more I researched, the more fascinated I became. So then I started shadowing uh, a local cannabis clinic in Barrie. That's where I live. And the first patient that I saw in that clinic was 90 years old. Wow. <laughs> and after decades for that patient of having chronic pain, she wasn't able to take anti-inflammatories, wasn't able to take even Tylenol. She couldn't tolerate most medications. She was taking an extract of cannabis called CBD and was having amazing results. And she 
this. She was back to almost uh, independent um, activities of daily living. So it was a big improvement in her uh, quality of life. So then I started doing it. Um, and you know, a few years later, I love what I do. And um, so I, I just find it just so satisfying to be able to offer that to patients versus these terrible drugs. I mean, some of these drugs do work. But for the long term, a lot of patients are looking for alternatives. You can't take anti-inflammatories forever. If you do, you can run into problems with stomach and kidney issues. Um, so having these alternatives has been wonderful. And actually, in terms of gratification, I feel privileged to be able to help patients in this way. So that's why I'm, I'm doing this. I just I love, love the way you describe that and, and really put everyone at ease um, with, with the knowledge. I, one of the things I'd really love to, for you to, to shed a little bit of light on is the way, the delivery method, because I know there are many ways that medical cannabis can be used. Can you, can you give us a little bit of background on what people can expect when coming to see somebody like you? Yeah, absolutely. So whether someone's brand new to cannabis uh, or they've been seasoned users, um, I still prefer to give people a, an, an internal form. So they either take uh, as a capsule, oil, or spray. The advantage of that is that it kind of keeps the background level of cannabis molecules stable in their body. Uh, inhaled cannabis is always an option. Um, and the ideal way for that is using dry herb vaping. There's bad vaping out there. Dry, dry herb vaping is is more acceptable. In fact, it reduces contaminants by over 90%. But if we can avoid the inhaled method of cannabis altogether and, and have people get a clinical result with orals, or the, the oils, sprays, and capsules, people actually do better. And even um, some cannabis users who, who tend to, you know, be self-medicating and reliant on it, and they tend to smoke every two to three hours because I tell them they're their levels of therapy is like a, a zigzag. They're up and down, up and down, up and down with inhaled because it kicks in quick, but it wears off quick. Whereas when you have an internal form on board, you have more of a smooth effect. So slow onset, but it also lasts longer. So that's because when you take things orally and it's absorbed through your intestinal tract, it goes through the liver and then the liver releases the metabolites a lot more slowly. Whereas when you take inhaled cannabis, it's almost like giving anesthesia gas. It's absorbed through the vascular beds of the lung and then it goes to the brain and it might has this effect on the brain and then it, you know, dissipates much more quickly. But here with, with the, the base layer of cannabinoids in the system, it's a lot smoother and then people need much less inhaled cannabis. In fact, you can get get them a lot of patients away from inhaled cannabis altogether. Fantastic. I, well said. I, I that it that in itself is is massive uh, education for sure. And so now us being in such a, a, a tricky time too. I, I I from what I understand, I do believe you're seeing uh, quite a bit of um, patients that are actually struggling with anxieties. Just sort of speak really briefly to that if you could. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I get a lot of referrals for pain management, of course, but I'd say that the next most common referral reason is for anxiety, plus or minus PTSD, and anxiety is a spectrum. And uh, actually, there was a webinar last week I attended with other cannabis physicians across Canada, and it was hosted by a psychiatrist. 
And there's a lot more evidence. We're still waiting for the randomized control trials to come out on this subject, but there's a lot more evidence on the role of the endocannabinoid system in the neurobiology of anxiety. So some of the traditional pharmaceuticals kind of numb the feeling of that stress, anxiety, panic, whereas the cannabinoid receptor activation actually helps the spinning top, as the psychiatrist said, the spinning top that's in the brain, that flight or fright part of the brain that contributes to anxiety. That it actually, the cannabinoid aspect of that helps the spinning top slow down versus mm. just throwing pharmaceuticals on it, which kind of numbs people to feeling the spinning top altogether. So it's actually a more holistic kind of approach to anxiety. And, and it, from my experience, even though I haven't seen the randomized control trials, Patients do well with a fair, fairly high dose of CBD in their system to, to help with that, those symptoms. It's, it's, they don't even need THC a lot of the times. Oh my goodness. We're going to have to have you back because you're just, we're just blown away by your knowledge and I can't wait to learn more from you. Before we finish off, I think it's really important. What I love about the show that we're doing here today is that Jennifer was on as an educator alongside you, Dr. Amy. Tell us why it's so important and the value in working with a clinic like yours, where the two of you are working together to help a patient and, and create a treatment plan that's going to be effective for them. Yeah, absolutely. So I think everybody has something to learn. And a lot of people, I mean, cannabis is everywhere, whether it's black market, gray market, people are growing things in their backyard. Um, I think some people are still at a loss for how to take it, what is the optimal dosing. So I, when I explain the rationale, first off, I, I understand as best as I can, what's going on with their own physiology, what's going on in their lives. You know, I do a, a thorough medical assessment. And then, so I give them a rationale and a little bit of education on how cannabis is going to work for them. I find that kind of primes them for a bit of hope because a lot of patients have been through, especially in the pain world, a lot of people have been through so much. They've been through everything. They've been through pharmacologic treatments, non-pharmacologic. So it's a first bit of hope that they've heard in a while. And then when they actually hear that, that, that people are doing well with this, I, I, I also give the proviso that it doesn't work for everybody, but um, a high chance of, of, of success. So that sets people up. So then when they're ready, and then Jennifer does her magic, and, and we, we go through the register, they have a lot more confidence and, and buy-in and even compliance so it's, it really is a good partnership in synergy. So I, I sort of do a, the preliminary educating base, you know, base bit of information. And then when Jennifer starts to make her recommendations of, of this strain or this product with, what, with all the different companies that are out there, people are like, oh, yeah, this sounds good. But, you know, so they're, they're even ready. So it definitely is a great partnership to, uh, to have. And then and the, the feedback we get from patients is that no one ever – spent time with me like that or no one explained it or no one gave me you know um rather than just like be thrown a prescription and you know here you go um it really i think education is key and i agree with your own philosophy i think supporting patients empowering them then they take a little bit of their own um victim mindset and then they could actually start on, on a, a different kind of mindset of their of their healing journey well, thank you so much. I, I, you know, 
I couldn't agree with you more. We are better together as one and the patient in the center to empower them is critical. I wanna thank both you, Jennifer, as well as Dr. Amy for coming on and really helping to demystify what there's so much out there that we don't understand. And I hope that you'll both come back and continue to do some segments with us as we truly believe in educating and empowering everyone that's listening and watching our show. Thanks for joining us. I agree, thank you. So uh, on behalf of the entire Better Together as One team, we want to thank you for joining us. Make sure you follow us on all the social channels and of course here on your TV. And from all of us here at Better Together as One, until next time, be well.